Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Video Night focused on Kaiju. Do you Kaiju? Because we do. Um, I'm going to say on this one though, John is going to be better at this than me because I got a little bored during the stretch of Godzilla. I don't blame you. Uh, some of these ones are kind of rough. I like, especially because these are where they introduce the uh, baby Godzilla. Oh God, I can't do this. I'm, I'm quitting. Thing, I bail already. <laughs> that thing is. I mean, I hate Manila from the original series, but it wasn't Manila wasn't that hard to look at. And in some of these things, that that thing is just. Is just nightmare fuel. I feel like I'm watching a tool video or something. You know? <laughs> just, this thing shows up and I'm just freaked out by it. All right, so this is a series within a series. Uh, what we did before was we spun off uh, last year. Yeah, last year we did uh, the Star Trek films and James Bond. Uh, we discussed every entry in those franchises and we're kind of looking at other franchises we could cover that were long lasting. Uh, and Godzilla's basically the last one. I mean, I've already done Pink Panther with somebody else and Planet of the Apes, even though I would definitely do Planet of the Apes again. Um, uh, the Halloween, the Jasons, the Michael Myers, or that is Michael Myers, the Freddies and stuff like that. So there's not a lot of long-lasting franchises left that we haven't discussed. So it's either this or Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I can't think of any others. I love, I, I'm one of those people who I like the Fast and the Furious films, but I only essentially like what essentially would be like the last trilogy where you have five, six, and seven. Yeah, that's what most people those go for. Really, I think, I think those are probably the only genuinely good films of that franchise. Yeah. Although the first one isn't bad. Uh, come on. Not. Okay, let's go off to a side note right here, right here because, uh, okay, the first one is Point Break. The second one is yeah. pure cartoon comic book. The third one, I actually enjoy Tokyo Drift a lot. Um, four sucks so much ass, and I cannot believe it's the one that saved the franchise. Four is the worst. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's that's why I always just think five is. I always kind of thought five being the franchise saver because that really kind of recontextualized the entire thing. Oh, but, totally. Yeah, and that's the okay, one that I think a lot of new now, people jumped on. Yeah, we're now we're now doing globe trotting adventures, and we're making this a lot more. I, Bond-ish? Yeah, Bond I, mixed been... with superhero. They're like a superhero team almost. Almost, yeah. Yeah. But those, that's, I, mean, I just don't see us doing that. But I would be open maybe down the road doing some Planet of the Apes because I could I discuss. That's my favorite film franchise. Um, okay, so it, it, what I was saying, if you don't know the this premise, this mini premise within a premise, <laughs> Video Night is where we select four films with a similar topic and we discuss them. We'll pick like one or two fairly well-known ones. Maybe they bombed. They weren't critically well-loved, and we'll mix in a couple underrated ones. So this one is more of an exploration for me. I'm discovering Godzilla. Either I've never seen this one, or it's uh, it's been a real long time since I've seen it before. And I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a hardcore G-fan, uh, you might want to bail because I'm going to screw it up. But you're a little more versed in this franchise than I am. Yeah, yeah although I in watching these, I've made the realization that this is the... I had seen less of the Heisei films than I had the Millennium, or uh, I mostly had seen all yeah. the old school uh, Showa era films. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of and... the Showa era because you know things like uh, I grew up in an era with UHF television, where they just had to pad those independent stations with cheap fodder. So I saw a lot of Godzilla kind of stuff and Italian garbage ripoff movies. Um, this era, I thought I knew this era, and I just, it was Millennium is the one that I've seen the most, 
Except the the when we spun off over to the Gamera, I've seen those movies so many times. Yeah, and that's the thing is like there is I I re- really do respect this now after having watched the entirety of this era now I do respect the fact that they that it it is its own enclosed series. It is, even but though it's so nostalgia filled though. That's what bugged me is I felt like a lot of the times they would focus on villains from the past. I think those are some of the weaker entries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's like we we, we kind of disagree a little bit on Biolante, but I love Biolante. <laughs> yeah, I kind of look at that and just kind of go, Godzilla versus a immobile plant isn't exactly the the most uh, dynamic uh, fight. Yeah. But there's some, but there's some really good stuff in there. And granted, I didn't get a chance to see the entire film. I got to see a very oh, strip right, a truncated version because that's really hard to find for some weird ass reason. The uh... yeah, so I'm. I can't, I, as much as I can speak to it, it's like, yes, but I haven't seen the full version. <laughs> All right, so we're starting off with um, uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, which is weird, because they're supposed to be rebooting yeah. the franchise, so there shouldn't be a Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. It should just be Mechagodzilla. It's weird. Why not just well, call it Mechagodzilla? Yeah. Yeah, cause, especially because it's not a sequel to the original 74, and there already was a sequel to Mechagodzilla, which was Terror of Mechagodzilla right, in 75. Yeah. Which was the last Showa film. It there's this was just branding, basically. It, you know, they threw together. Oh, we have we're gonna make uh, Mecha Godzilla this time. Uh, well, there was already name recognition in the states, so we'll just call it Mecha Godzilla too, and you know, move on with our lives. The but, uh, we also have the return of Rodan, which I think is a lame ass villain. He looks terrible. Oh, he is. There there are better uses of Rodan in all the original Showa films, this is just horrible. Yeah, it's uh, like, it almost looks like it's straight out of, like, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood puppetry. It looks garbage. Yeah, and which, it also, it's why, this, in this grouping of films that we watched, too, I kind of wonder why, they, they seem, feel like they needed to stack monsters in this for no apparent reason, because two of these films have, you know, creatures that were fighting, for no, you know, that do not service the plot, that really there's a better story in there without the addition of Rodan or actually even Destroya in Destroya. Yeah. This is the one that starts the trilogy of the Defense Force that they build to fight back Godzilla, and it continues the Biolante storyline with Mickey. Mickey? Where she has the yeah, psychic he, connection, yeah. which they've dabbled in and out of, but this one connects more. The next two movies really touch back to Biolante a lot. Very much so in the next one, but my God, is okay. Is it just me, or is this like the the perfect example of the arrogance of at this time? I guess we will still have to put air quotes. Modern day man, because we decide we we pick up the uh, the robotic head of King Ghidorah from from that film. The uh, time traveling, the the creature created by time travelers. Yeah. And we decide to build a better robot from from this thing, as opposed to the people who can fucking travel in time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I mean, good lord, no wonder the damn thing is a goofy looking bastard. I mean, it was it wasn't like in the original films, Mechagodzilla wasn't dorky. It was it was a pretty dorky uh, suit. To begin with, but in this one, my God, like 
they, they should have spent a little bit more time on it to uh, maybe give it a little more little more motion. Yeah, it's so awkward. I feel like the, the design work on it was bad, but the, the movements, the puppetry of it all was even worse. The, well, whoever they had running this one, you ever notice there's a turning point in this as well as the previous uh, show run where, oh, budgets need to be cut because the box office is going down. So let's stop focusing so much on the city. Let's start moving it off, you know, off into islands and stuff like that. That usually is a sign that Godzilla movies are turning to crap. Yeah, and that's, well, that, there is a definite reason for that. I believe that was with uh, Space, yeah, because Kawaii Space Godzilla is really kind of a steaming pile, is a little bit of budgetary reasons. Mm-hmm. But I, the other thing that kind of frustrated me about uh, Mechagodzilla, Godzilla has an ass brain. Has a what? They talk about, he has an ass brain. That is, that is a plot point. They discover, because they get the little baby Godzilla, that he has like a little mini oh, brain right, yeah. in his his butt. So that is now a plot point in the series moving on. <laughs> I forgot about that. He has two brains. One well, controls what? One controls his movements, apparently, and the other one controls what? His instincts? I don't understand. Why have two brains? It I don't know. I just I just remember hearing that and then just kind of rewinding and going Wait, wait, wait. You said, <laughs> what? Steve Martin in the kaiju with two brains. Yes, uh, because we were going to do that one point where they were going to turn some of these films into into a comedy. I think that was 84. It's like, this is not that far removed from the horrible idea that someone had pitched <laughs> like a decade before. Yeah, I just, there's so many, it's when it gets goofier, like, okay, the space time travel uh, entry was bonkers, but in a great way. I, I always feel like they're just running out of ideas. I know this is going to turn into a bitch fest, but it does get better. Um, and, and they start appealing to kids, because that's who they have to shift that franchise down to, is kids, because they're still loyal, and the grown-ups are kind of bailing. Ah, it's exhausting. I, I, this is still yeah, better than what, Space Godzilla. It is. This, uh, this is true. But it's also the fact that in this one, the humans are the bad guys, really, because we steal baby Godzilla. Godzilla comes looking for baby Godzilla. We are hiding baby Godzilla and putting his robot duplicate. And actually, yeah, that's a good point. Is Godzilla male or female? Right. I was about to ask you. I forgot. How does – what do we even refer to him as? Godzuki? I, Junior? Uh, baby Godzilla? Yeah, it was like Godzilla – yeah, it's like Baby Godzilla. Well, I think it's like in the first film, it's Baby uh, Baby Godzilla. Then I think they call it like Godzilla Junior or something like that. Where do they come from? Where I don't like. Okay, Godzilla yeah, is mutated, but where did the little Godzilla come from? Because they say that he's nowhere nearly as powerful. He's not going to get as big. Who is he exactly? Yeah, and this—that's the thing. It's like you have the on that island that uh, Godzilla was created from. I guess that's where those egg. Where the eggs were, so you had the Rodan eggs and the and the Godzilla egg that get all irradiated. Except that's not what happened because we didn't do that, or we honestly, I'm trying to remember that plot point from uh, King Ghidorah at this point. I can't remember if they if they had bombed the island and got because Godzilla was dead, it didn't matter, or or what, or how we got Godzilla back. It's it's been enough time between seeing it and. Uh, and now that I can't remember that <laughs> I know we delayed this. It's my fault. I almost lost uh, memory. I mean, I, we almost feel like we have to do these immediately after watching because they just don't stick in your head. Um, 
let's let's move on to skip Space Godzilla because I just don't want to. I want to get burned through that one too. But um, Space Godzilla, I think, is the worst moment uh, of this entire run. I was so bored. I kept checking in my phone, wandering off to go get something to eat, coming back, and not caring that I missed anything because I just it's just it dragged on and the budget's so low and just. I, I don't know. I was just well, like, I don't even care about Space Godzilla. It's Space Godzilla is what? Uh, part of Godzilla was Godzilla, taken into space? Yeah, it's basically Godzilla's DNA got shot into space, goes into, if I remember right, he goes into a black hole, comes out the other side, and has become Crystal Godzilla. Crystal Godzilla, and, new from Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, all he is, is it's Godzilla, but crystal and so he looked I mean, like he was at a Parliament Funkadelic, if you uh, haven't seen the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's something that got glossed over in, in the previous film that is kind of brought up in here, but also glossed over because Japan has a psychic army. <laughs> That's right. Which, I forgot because one of them, it, wasn't it two movies ago where Mickey, uh, she, she was talking about not wanting to use her powers, and that because of that, they've diminished and not as strong as the other people on her team. Well, she uh, in the in the previous film, she's working in like a uh, educating psychics and stuff like that, because that's they bring in the children to go see Baby Godzilla, and they sing sing Baby Godzilla's song, which then re uh, brings Rodan back to life and mutates him. However, that works. And but yeah, we get it like early on in this film, we go through this psychic. Uh, the psychic ward, and it's like you—you you have these psychic soldiers. Um, is that ever going to be brought up ever again? Oh, it does. Over in Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like—is this actually how Japan becomes the economic superpower of the future that the white people who came back in time <laughs> wanted? Is that really what it is? It's just psychic projections. I don't know. There's there's stuff to to be dug out of these movies. Yeah. That they never. Explored. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times they they could get into detail. I just I usually argue that every Godzilla movie should be 45 minutes long. And it should be mostly just a battle. But there are some of the movies that have good plots, and some of them I almost feel like they go, Nah, nobody gives a shit about the plot. Let's just go. I mean, they did these so fast. Every single yeah. year, trying to have quality control every single year of a franchise always is a problem. I mean, think about every horror franchise that's been annual. Or, let me just talk about the uh, absolute high quality of the Police Academy sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, uh... Even though I love the Police Academy movies to an extent... I bailed on five. Is... Five is awful. Six oh, okay. gets better, yeah. It, yeah, it, they're not... The sequels really do... It's a much... Very much a diminishing returns from those films. But, there's... Yeah, they don't try in these things, and it's very obvious. You can see where they gave up. <laughs> God, that's another long-lasting and, franchise. But I always feel like, see, the problem is I cover a lot of these stuff in other shows. Like, there was a Police Academy cartoon, so we just talked about all the movies. Same thing for Planet of the Apes and Pink Panther. They all have cartoons based on them. Godzilla had cartoons. Do you want to talk about the Godzilla cartoons at all? Because I don't think there's ever going to be another chance. I've actually never really watched the Godzilla cartoon. Oh, okay. I remember it being a Hanna-Barbera Hanna thing. I, I've, it's like I know I, I will say it's like I know I've seen some. Yeah, it's, like, that's the one that Hanna-Barbera did. It's one of the few moments where they did more of an action, sophisticated thing. This is where Godzuki came in. That one's more beloved than the one that came after the 1998 movie. See, I remember that one more, but I remember it when it came out going, 
oh, they did a cartoon based on this? Oh, this this really bites. Okay, we're done with it. <laughs> um, yeah, Space Godzilla is definitely the, a skipping point, but I think Destroya really saves it, which is ironic since it's called Destroya. Yeah, which, that's, this is another one where the monster really, like, this. I really like this movie. I just wish Destroya wasn't a part of it because it's a fascinating film where it's, we have to stop Godzilla from melting down. You know, it creating a catastrophic, you know, yeah, explosion that will decimate the planet. Well, I think it's, That's it's, a fucking movie! Yeah, it's a good metaphor for, like, consumption, about how like, overconsumption of something can destroy you. I mean, it could be boiled down further to being, like, a drug addict or something like that, where your addiction gets out of control, you blow up at people, and you become a, a, a basically a natural disaster of your own. I, I don't think they ever thought about that, but that's what I read into it. Yeah, and that makes and that makes sense. And I mean, again, if if you're using the idea of just a the idea of Godzilla being a, a reference for nuclear power, meltdowns in nuclear reactors. You know, I mean, you got a, a fairly straightforward thing. Is what do you do when you you know these things start to uh, lose you know start to break down? You got to find a way to contain it. Yeah, and the danger of of something like this on a global scale. And then it, it, this is also very much a sequel to the original Godzilla because it brings back the oxygen destroyer. We have references to uh, to the uh, the Doctor and all his research, and even uh, Momoko. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Momoko Koichi uh, reprises her, ro- her original role from the first film, and it's uh, you got you like the female lead from it. Yeah, and you have like all these references to the original film, which. Part of me, again, trying to remember Ghidorah, I, I seem to remember it completely contradicting, uh, contradicting what happened in that film because of all, you know, oh yeah, Godzilla didn't happen because we stopped it. But uh, apparently it still happened. It does drive me a little nuts that they're constantly rebooting this. We're going to hit this here in a couple of years. It just feels like a lot of times they're like, well, no, we're going to change this, then we're going to bring it back. Change this, going to bring it back. It reminds me of DC Comics, where they're like, oh, we're going to reboot the universe, and then people bitch, and like, well, let's bring this back, and bring this back. And then you realize it was completely pointless. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, this film technically only exists because they were, we, they were waiting on the U.S. Godzilla to happen. So they were going to sit down and... You know, it was supposed to be like '94, I think, was when originally it was supposed to. They were supposed to release the American Godzilla. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was a couple earlier attempts. I know that Fred Decker, the guy that did uh, Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps, had been hired to do a Godzilla script, and there had been other attempts. Like there was supposed to be a Godzilla 3D, but it never happened. I even think Joe Dante was temporarily attached. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 they were also like wrapping up the franchise because they didn't want to compete with the American version, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's kind of why Space Godzilla is was kind of rushed into production. Uh, well, again, so no money and stuff like that because that's when the first time the American Godzilla got delayed. So, or at least the first time that they were counting on a Godzilla film to happen. So okay. they shot out this this Space Godzilla film, and then it still didn't happen. So they were, oh shit, uh, we gotta do something. Uh, we're gonna kill Godzilla. Yeah, so they, they spent more money on this crazy. too. It's like they knew that there's a possibility, like it was gonna be a long gap because I th- well I think the deal was as long as there was American productions, they couldn't do their own or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rights issuing on that, but it seems yeah it seems like 
that would seem to be a, a, a part of it would have been if America is working on them, we're not going to do anything. Right, because at this point, all these big budget movies are international, and I can see Sony going, look, we don't want you competing with us. Like, we don't want you to put out your own version of Godzilla while our version and confusing the audience and pissing them off because they don't know which kind of Godzilla movie they're getting. Yeah, and this, I gotta say, them kill the end of Godzilla oh is God. Devastating. really, it's, it's disturbing and sad. Yeah. Because... Just watching him literally melt down is, it's not as horrific as, say, like, Gremlins, you know, and how gross that is. Yeah, but, but you don't care about, me, you want him to be killed. The thing, that's the thing is, you wanted Mohawk or Stripe to die, but in this one, you start feeling for him. Okay, so we go on this journey where he loses his son, and, you know, he goes through this insane battle with Destroya, where it's just kicking the shit out of him, and he manages to survive that. But, you know, he beats him by going overboard, and then he can't contain the nuclear uh, power, and that's when they freeze him, right? The the defense yeah, team? They're, yeah, they're just freezing him up so they can, uh, so that at the end of it, all he's just going to do is interior, he's just going to melt down yeah. himself as opposed to explode. So you spend this time with, uh, technically, a family man, and a true warrior who defeated back someone, uh, probably his greatest enemy at that time, and then you watch him just basically explode. Yeah, I was actually heartbroken. I shouldn't even give a shit. I, I was. Yeah, and that's that is it. I think that's a twofold thing because it is the strength of the filmmaking in this in that particular film, but it's also the fact that over the course of these movies, we've been following this particular version of Godzilla, and we've you know you kind of get to grow to love him over the course of the time because we're seeing. He's not, you know, he doesn't want to take shit. He's, uh, he, you know, he cares about his son, you know, or her son or whatever. And it's just, you have to feel for this character over the course of, of these films. Hell, I think one of a disservice, even though it would have been horrible. Apparently Space Godzilla's original cut was like two and a half hours long. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that version, but there was a deleted scene. Where after the baby after baby Godzilla gets trapped in the little uh, crystal trap, Godzilla's trying to break it break it open, trying to get its baby out. It's front you know, up, you know sad and afraid and stuff like that. And that but in the film it's just baby gets trapped. Godzilla goes off and fights, you know fights space Godzilla. It's like no, we had an entire film where Godzilla's going after this damn baby. You're just gonna gloss over this thing, whereas. In that same film, they kept a shot where Godzilla's coming coming up on the beach. That's like a ten minute shot, ten minute sequence of him arriving on a beach. We're gonna keep that, or we're going to cut an actual emotional <laughs> moment in the yeah, film. Yeah, it's a bad bad idea. That's not available, right? That was just a temporary. They didn't actually release that, did they? That, as far as I know, that never got released. Okay, That's good. just the original cut, and probably doesn't exist on a. Probably didn't keep any deleted scenes or anything. The uh, yeah, this is I think one of the better ones of the era. Really heartbreaking ending. Um, so I was just thinking about this as we recorded. I never dawned on me before. Why the hell are we discussing Godzilla 2000 this episode? That's the next era. That's a millennium series. We should totally hold off. We sh we could, but I think it does kind of because we were talking about. Oh yeah, they were waiting off on American Godzilla. American Godzilla. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the American Godzilla instead? 
No, because the, right. the the less let's just talk about that. <laughs> can I can I say this? I don't hate it. Go for it. I don't hate it. I, it's getting worse as I get older. <laughs> but at the time I saw this, I was like, it's not bad. Everybody hated it. It was like, oh, it's a piece of shit. It was one of those ones working at Blockbuster. I picked up for like three bucks in the bargain bin because they bought a million copies. And like three months later, it was like, you know, hey, this is cheap as a rental. So I watched it and I was like, it's not that bad. I like Matthew Broderick. By the way, when did Matthew Broderick go from being the coolest kid around to being like this nebbish schlub? Oh, he grew up. That's why. Yeah. He grew up and he became, and he filled out and then he became dad. Yeah, I always wanted to see a sequel to Ferris cool. Bueller. I want to see the son of Ferris Bueller, where you know uh, Ferris is now like a boring office guy because he was forced to grow up and he's given up being youthful and happy. And then his son is getting in trouble in school and, and thinks he owns the high school. And then he's basically like he's going to leave his office job to go rain in his son who's off having fun in the city. So he becomes his own Mr. Rooney, trying to bring his son in. <laughs> okay, that, yes, I would see that. Yes, but then, you that know, like, would... of course, we're going to have the moment where he realizes that he's just too serious, he's not enjoying life, and then just decides to have a lot of fun with his son. Now, you do that halfway through the movie, and then have maybe one of, maybe it's maybe one of Ferris's co-workers, who's also bucking for, like, a promotion or something like that, or he wants to take away his job. He decides to like try to capture footage of him screwing around in the city with his son to get him fired or demoted. Because you got to have a you got to have some sort of antagonistic uh, um, person there. Well, that's that's where I would have thought it would be uh, be Ferris the entire time. But in a way, because as you were describing, that, I was thinking about him like, yeah, you have that kind of reveal in a way like uh, at the end in uh, like the Lego Movie, kind of where you all of a sudden. Where you have that revelation that oh yeah it's all kids' imagination and stuff like that yeah. and technically the villain is his father, and then you kind of get where you get the denouement of oh yeah it just because you grew up doesn't mean you can't have fun sort of thing. Granted, I would still want to have Ferris Junior get uh, in trouble <laughs> for it because that's the thing as an adult I look at the Ferris Bueller film and just yeah you know, as a as a teenager like rebel rebel yeah he's the awesomest kid. And then you get older, you go, popular boy gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, and you're like, you start feeling for Mr. Rooney because he's just a guy doing his job. Does he go overboard? Yep. Yeah, he's an asshole. Let's not, you know, you don't go, no one's going to root for the guy. But, yeah, he's not wrong is the problem. Or I guess it's the... How he does it is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get here? Oh, yeah, Godzilla, because that's the best we're going to talk about. I cannot stand Roland Emmerich as a director. I think his movies are fucking flaming piles of garbage, except for Stargate. Um, okay, I'll tolerate Universal oh, Soldier. No love. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say, no love for Universal Soldier? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like it, but as I get older, I'm not liking it as much. But Independence Day, I think, is severely overrated. I'm so shocked it made so much money. And then Godzilla, he had a, a check to do whatever he wanted to. What's the other guy he's with? It's uh, Roland Emmerich and... Um... Oh, uh, ah, shoot. Can't think of his name. He did Geostorm. Ah, yeah, yeah. That Never. guy. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just like those two guys are allowed to do whatever they wanted to, and they were given this massive paycheck. You remember how hard they pushed this? Godzilla was everywhere, especially in Taco Bell advertisements with that little chihuahua going, you can't have Taco Bell, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? They had uh, that. The soundtrack the was... The soundtrack, was, oh boy. Highly, 
highly touted. I own that stupid thing. I have it too. End up kind of regretting. I kind of regret it, although it's like it still has a not bad cover of Heroes by. Uh, yeah, I think that's that great. Song. Yeah, uh, but it has that shitty Puff Daddy song with the sample from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Do you remember when they just took a Green Day song and then just entered Godzilla screams in it? Just random. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what that, the fuck is this? That's. I love that. Uh, that's Brain Stew. I love that song. I was so angry with that. <laughs> uh, um, they have a great. Uh, is it Jamiroquai has a good uh, song? Going deeper underground. Richmond Machine has the most uh, like subversive song on it because it's completely about how bullshit uh, soundtracks and things like tie-in things like that are. Yeah, it just co- it's just completely. <laughs> the most subversive song but they're on there because they were popular <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a it's why like a soundtrack of its moment back when soundtracks mattered kids it used to happen i think the last big soundtrack was avengers and that was, was seven years ago um but i remember having a severe hangover uh right when this movie was being promoted and i went to the cafeteria to get my uh breakfast and i'm i'm not just fucked up i am fucked up. Spent the whole night puking and stuff like that. And I remember some guy walking through the commissary hall doing the Godzilla scream over and over and over. And I almost stabbed him because of it. And that's what held me off from watching the movie. It wasn't the bad reviews, people. It was that uh, that emotional pain from that screech. Oh, man. Yeah, the people have a tendency to ruin anything good just by... Constantly beating it into the ground. Yeah, this movie is a mess. I think the CGI, they, they, they pulled a lot of cheats on it. I still don't understand how he can hide in a city that big. They keep finding bullshit excuses. I think Jean Reno is wasted. Um, oh, the come on. Fa- that, the entire uh, thing where they're making fun of Siskel and Ebert. Oh, that was, yeah, it was too on the nose. And, and that and the fact that they just stole Jurassic Park, basically, with the little raptors. Yeah, like there's, oh my god, there's just so much wrong with that film. Yeah, and Godzilla just, is not like, a hero in any way. He is full-on villain in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's just a monster there to, to smash in things, then there's just nothing nothing interesting about it. Like, yeah. I, I think I mentioned, I think we talked, we did late, lightly talk about it before, where I, the thing I actually love about that film is just, a couple of the practical effects, like right before Godzilla actually shows up, you have those, uh, you know, like they're trying to outdo Jurassic Park with the little with little puddle snaps, and you have like the cars bouncing up on the street and stuff. All that stuff is is a wonderful par- uh, practical bit. Yeah, I like when the it's little just, bridge with the fisherman uh, that blows apart. That was a really good effect. Yeah, it's just nothing. Nothing about it after you get into having Godzilla you know, surface and start doing things. Nothing about that really works. It's just funny. That oh, they, and the, poor Hank is very, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. just having to exist in this film. I'm just thinking the aftermath of all this. And then we have, we got the Patriot from those guys, which is total fucking depressing. Oh God. It's everybody dies. That's the plot. Um, then, uh, then Matthew Broderick did the inspector gadget, which, holy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? You made a movie that's worse than Godzilla. <laughs> Really, you made a uh, oh, Inspector yeah. Gadget of massive fuck up, and uh, when when you get demoted in the sequel by having French Stewart play you, yeah, you know you. Uh, and then there was, do you remember the Korean ripoff of Godzilla called Reptilian? 
I have not seen that. I Andrew has mentioned that when we were starting to talk about this, and I want to see that. I think I, I, I have it. I think it's going to be horrible. Yeah, it's that, and that I guy is the one who did uh, Dragon Wars. Oh, man. Yeah, D-Wars. Yeah, oh, yeah. if you want to call it. D-Wars is such a dumbass name. Just call it Dragon Wars. It would have sold better. Uh, okay, no, so it sold. we're in the final run. Let's talk about Godzilla 2000. Yes, so Godzilla 98 happens. And Toho decides um, we're not going to let it end there. Because, again, Godzilla, we kill Godzilla. We aren't going to do anything till the 50th. That was hell when they did Space Godzilla. That was the plan. We're not going to do anything to the 50th. Oh, shit. Um, we need to fix this. And what they did was remake Twister. Man, you are breathing heavily into your mic. What? You must be angry. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, I do... I In watching this, I did sit down and... Once you get to this point where our our Godzilla research people go and confront the uh, the corporate government people, I just looked at it and went, "This is fucking Twister." Yeah, he, they, well, don't they even say that he is a natural disaster and that that's changing what they view of you know the whole series views him in a certain way as like. Uh, like a Frankenstein kind of monster. Like, he, he's a good guy, but sometimes he does bad things. This one is like, no, he is a walking tornado. Pretty much, yeah. And they, you know, these people want to research him. The government just wants to kill him. Our two, our, uh, our two leads in that regard were both interested in researching him, but now our villain has now turned into, I don't want to research him. I just want to find a way to kill him. And my girlfriend ended up pointing out something uh, about him. He looks like Bruce Campbell. Like Godzilla? Is, is the Asian Bruce... No, 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 no. Our, I don't know the guy's the character <laughs> name. He's the evil scientist. He looks like Bruce Campbell. Okay, like, I was like, you mean Godzilla? He looks like what, what the Never Necronomicon do to <laughs> Ash? <laughs> no, no, no. Godzilla kind of looks like one of my cats, but... Uh... <laughs> But no, there's... I would say they both have the same chin. <laughs> but I was never watching this, and this moment that she said it, and I saw that, I could not unsee it. Wow. So now, so now it's this dumpy schlubby dude versus Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and it made it made the film a lot more interesting. But yeah, because let, let's be honest, Godzilla 2000 wasn't a good idea. Yeah, you know what's funny is I'm not, I'm still shocked this is in theaters. Now, people say Godzilla was a flop, and sort of was, but you can't sneeze at, uh, like, $300 million worldwide. And I'm kind of surprised that Sony didn't just do another, like, lower-budget Godzilla movie. But they just, you know, said... And even the budget on Godzilla 2000 is even lower than any of the previous, like, the Hisai series. It was $8 million, which their normal was 10 to 12. And... Sony still put it in theaters. I remember this was a wide release. They pumped it out pretty hard. Yeah. I've never seen the posters everywhere. My friend David went and saw it. And he's like, it's okay. Um, the, the, it was the first use of CGI in the Toho series, right? Yeah, and it, it like does shit. not Holy look good. Fuck yeah, the, all those digital effects are horrible. I mean, okay, I'll forgive the the really bad 
spaceship org uh, design. You know, because that fine. Okay. And we haven't talked about that. Why is there a spaceship again? <laughs> uh, they're trying to terraform the Earth or something like that. Yeah, because their their planet is destroyed, and they want to turn Earth into their new habitat. But they're also you want Godzilla's DNA, his his um, uh, self healing uh, DNA, to help like rebuild their society. Yeah, it and that part of it's just kind of lost as well, like when we talk about dangling, dangling plot threads. That one just kind of. Like, yeah, they want Godzilla. They want his stuff. They are just researching. No, they're just going to recreate. Wait, wait what, are, what are you doing? Okay, we turned our spaceship into a rope, into a uh, monster that looks like something Todd McFarlane creates. Oh, God, it's looking fucking garbage. It looks like something from Power Rangers, that movie. Yeah, I even yeah. ooze. <laughs> like, I'll give this. This film has one, I think, of all the Godzilla films I've ever seen. I think it has probably one of the best shots ever, which is as our in the very beginning, as our hero, our ragtag friends are trying to uh, out, you know, outrun Godzilla. There's this uh, side shot of the car and Godzilla in the background as he's walking, and it is beautiful because you see got this destruction in the background. Godzilla, you know, giant and tall, you kind of get a nice sense of scale with the with their little jeep in the foreground, and it's a beautiful shot it's just it's a shame that it was one in this film and two a beautiful shot in the godzilla film <laughs> yeah this one's a dud i can't believe they restarted the franchise with this one and this one was successful it, it cost eight it made 30 million worldwide which was way more than the last few of the Hussai. how do you say it high side hey side oh hey say series and it's, it launched the next few films, and uh, it gets a lot better, kids. Godzilla 2000. This is probably the roughest patch of it, the whole Godzilla-verse. But it's also, these, for the Millennium films, they are kind of self-contained movies. Because even though we've killed off Godzilla, and technically, we had another Godzilla at the end of the last one. That's true. They, they forget about that. That uh, little Godzilla, junior Godzilla, turns into uh, the next Godzilla. Yeah, but... Apparently, uh, that one kind of likes us, but then once we start this film off, I mean, they, is, is they it don't the same? know. Is it... time. He just shows up to fuck shit up. Also, his new design. I love the new design work. Yeah, yeah, he, it is not, it is not a bad looking suit. It, because I like the original Showa era ones where they kind of made him a little more friend, you know, we kind of got a little friendlier by the end. You know, that's really a little less rough on the rough around the edges excuse me but uh yeah kind of once you got into the uh the heisei era the design work fluctuates quite a bit and you know it's like making it look more evil than less evil than more evil again yeah you know it's and cat-like you know, and then of course we sidestep to the 1980 version see patrick totopoulos is a good designer but i don't understand what he was doing with his design for the roland emmerich film it it looks strange. Well, just, well, it's just supposed to be like a giant iguana, essentially. Yes, yeah. I was trying to figure out where he was going with that because it, it just looks weird. And it doesn't fit into that universe. Uh, do they refer to it as Fraudzilla? Because if they don't, they should start now. Well, again, I, since they since they did allow that uh, version of Godzilla to, to become canon, he is just Zilla. And, yeah, listen to... Uh, Listen to the how, how did this get? No, I 
How did this get made? Yeah, let's go listen to How Did This Get Made episode of Godzilla. Yeah. What's up, Jerks? Yeah, what, what did we just watch where Andrew and I uh, discussed that? Because we definitely talk a little bit about Zilla and how it gets defeated. And, 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 and uh, to, uh, what, to some 41 and it lasts like 10 seconds. And I'm like, the real Godzilla. And I was like, yeah. Yes, it made us all, it made you all happy that he died like a chump <laughs> because it is such a, it is such a perfect sequence to sum up everyone's feel oh most people's feelings about the 98 godzilla well that is it for this episode we'll be coming back with more uh kaiju films next spring closer to the godzilla versus king kong which i'm assuming is going to be the end of that particular franchise because i feel like there's diminishing returns financially unless it's huge but legendary pictures looks like they're going to be uh letting go of that license so that toho can have it back at least in my opinion yeah it's a shame i I liked the last Godzilla film. It was more of what I wanted than the than the previous Godzilla film. Yeah. Hopefully this bring brings some life into it, and we can have you know some more entertaining Godzilla stuff. Because I don't want any more of the anime Godzilla. I really don't. You know, Toho, if they want to make a sequel to Shin Godzilla, please do, because that one was great. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. Even though I have access to Shin Godzilla, I still haven't got around to it. Yeah, so that one is definitely a very good disaster film. Cool. Although, so bizarre because it's set mostly inside boardrooms. And with <laughs> tiny, spent, and very little time, especially in like the first half of the film, spent with Godzilla. Alright, that seems weird. It's called a Godzilla movie then. Uh, more like a spinoff. Godzilla Presents Boardroom Meetings. Hobbs and Shaw presents Godzilla. Wait, what? <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw versus Godzilla. <laughs> oh, oh shit, dude! I would see that movie. I'd see that with the '98 Godzilla. I would see. I would see that with uh, Vin Diesel and his team together, just trying to outrace Godzilla and trap him with their harpoon guns. And then, and then it turns out, oh, Godzilla was undercover the entire time, and he helps him fight other <laughs> monsters. Dude, okay, dude, we. Stop! We gotta stop talking. Start uh, Fang and the Furious. We're gonna go write that. We're gonna write that as soon as we get done with Ferris Bueller too. Oh, definitely. All right. So, uh, in the meantime, we wait for more episodes. Check us out on Facebook under Video Night, and uh, you have been filling in on our cartoon podcast, Back in Tunes. And uh, Comics on Infinite Earths is our next little adventure where we're going to go discuss some more comic books. We haven't done that in a while. It feels like it's been about a year and a half. Well, yeah, no, we did that one. Like what? We did one episode. We of... did the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the podcast that I've been ignoring. There's too many podcasts. I'm trying to wrap up some of this stuff. Um, and uh, I'm on uh, Twitter uh, under Retro Rock Internet, uh, Entertainment, and you're under my – I never know how to say Musician? it right. Musician? Yeah. Musician. M-Y-U-Z-I-S-H-I-O-N. Lots of reasons behind it, and it, you know, the more I say it, the more terrible it becomes. And I wish I didn't do that. Well, that's why I feel about Back in Tunes. I'm like, why did I call it Back in Tunes? Like, even ask Jacob, because he's been there since the beginning. I go, how the fuck did we end up with Back in Tunes? He's like, well, you were talking about, like, Back in Time, and you are talking about cartoons, and you just said Back in Tunes. Uh, and this is after, like, 80 different titles that we threw around that weren't taken. Uh like, well, we would come up with a good title. Like, God damn it, someone has that one. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Back in tunes. When I tell people this, they just kind of give me this look like, all right, 
But it bothers me, and I don't know why it bothers me. No one else seems to give a shit. Back in tunes. Weird. Nah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good name for it the is, show. But it doesn't mean it anything. Doesn't... It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> doesn't have to mean anything. It just has to mean something to you. All right, uh, that is it. I'm gonna. It's been a long, long fucking day, <laughs> so I'm getting kind of goofy now. I'm gonna go drink some and try to get some sleep. Right on. And you're off to work, so Everyone you better not drink. <laughs>